Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Monday morning. Louisiana Raging Cajuns softball went to Monroe over the weekend. The 22-ranked Raging Cajuns on a Friday night with the series opening win. Procured the Sunbelt Conference regular season title, their 18th overall in 21 seasons of completed play, their third consecutive. And then Saturday, take the double header to end the season on a nine-game winning streak, head into the Sunbelt Conference tournament playing some pretty good softball. And uh, joining us now, the head coach of the Rage Cajun softball team, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Coach. How are you feeling on this Monday? Uh, feeling good. Looking forward to the week and the conference tournament's always a fun time and an exciting time. And then Sunday, uh, selection show and the, the crawfish feed at the field. So it's going to be a good week for us. No doubt about it, Coach. And heading to Mobile this week uh, as the one seed. Um, when when you're entering, and it's not the first time you've, I guess you've been in this situation, but when you're entering a conference tournament and you, you're the favorite, but you also know that you're going to be playing after this week. You mentioned selection, the selection show at the end of the weekend. I know so many Cajun fans are really excited about it. Uh, how do you keep your, your team kind of their eyes on the prize and focus that this week, uh, before getting ahead of yourself to the week after? Well, by this time in the year, you've, you've hopefully conditioned your team to understand how important winning is. And when you go out on the field and you compete, it doesn't matter. You know, it's a game and you want to win. And great teams want to win. They want to win every game. And if you're a competitor, you want to win every single game, every single play in the game. You just want to win. And so all that other stuff really doesn't matter. Uh, when we step on the field, I think our our kids now, you know, they know how to win a ball game. They know what it takes to win a ball game. You know, they come from behind Friday and Saturday. Earlier in the year, they might not have come from behind. You know, you think back to they get behind it and lose four to one. They get behind one nothing in the first inning and get and they just. Early in the year, they didn't know how to respond. Now they know how to respond. They know how to they know how to compete. They know how to get the lead and run with it. They know how to take some adversity early in the game and come back from it. And so it's a much better ball club right now than we were when we started the season. And you know they're not trying to win a conference tournament. They're going to try to win every game they play. And and so that's a good spot. And I like where we're at. The talents there; it always has been there. Uh, the the mental the mental talent that it takes to win and compete at the highest level that's a lot better than we're we're way better than we were, and we we know we can get a lot better yet. Coach Glasgow, our guest, um, you, you hit a lot of home runs over the weekend. I, I believe the season total now is seventy, which is uh, the highest mark uh, since you've been at UL. Do you expect this much uh, power from the team, and and are you, you know, in in to to dumb it down a little bit for some of us, not everybody listening? What what does the long ball do for the rest of your offense when it's as effective as it's been for you guys? Well, yeah, I, I don't care how we win as long as we win. I don't care 
how we score as long as we score. And so the good part about having a really talented roster is you can do different things. I said this in the fall. If I play a certain lineup, if I just wanted to hit home runs, I think I could have hit 90 this year, maybe 100. You know, if I would have put a lineup out there with our best power hitters and I just tried to hit home runs, but that's that. I don't want to be a one-dimensional offense or a one-dimensional team. I want to, if we got speed, I want to use speed. So, you know, when when you when you've got Maddie Hayden in the lineup, man, you've got a you've got a team that can score without the long ball. You know, and and here the last thirty days we've been so beat up with injuries. You know, we've got Jordan Campbell. Uh, banged up with a without a you know with her knee and you get Sophie Piscos out with a uh, she hurt her knee in the first game at uh, at Monroe. Um, who else? We had somebody else hurt this weekend. Maddie still didn't play this weekend, so we're we're we played a bigger lineup. You know, if I put if I put Laney Crater out there and I put Carly Heath out there and I put uh, Taylor Roman, if I put the, the power hitters all in the lineup, we're going to hit more home runs. But will we be as consistent? Will be can can our offense be just as effective and and produce runs at the same rate? And that's where you make the decision. The other decision, you know, when you when you put your if you put your home run hitters out there, does it make your defense slower? And when you got speed, you want to use speed, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Speed shows up. So this is a really talented roster, and the the youth part's gone now. Now they know how to win games, and and I think as you go into next season, you'll see this the second recruiting class, the 2022 recruiting class, is designed to complement and plug the 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 things that the 2021 class lacked. And and you'll see a little bit more defense come in. You're going to see a little bit more speed come in. You'll see a little bit more power come in. And they're going to complement each other. And so we'll be able to have a lineup that, you know, I think next year we can hit a few more home runs and still steal just as many bases and still score just as many runs, hopefully. And hopefully we'll, we'll be even more mature ball club next year. I expect from, from February 1st on we'll be – you know, we'll be at the level we were at now in May. And so I'm excited about it. It's really exciting. Louisiana Ragey Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, Cajuns in action, Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. from the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Um, before I get to the tourney, a few more questions for you, Coach. You alluded to, to Jordan Campbell and Sophie Piscos and how they're feeling. Um, how would you describe the health of your team heading into the tournament? And, and what's your approach to the tournament, if a player is maybe on the fence, do you do you hold them out knowing the regionals? Does it does it change knowing that you're you're already in the regional? Does it change your approach to maybe if a player is healthy enough to go but not fully back yet? Do you do you approach it a little different being in the situation you are as the one seed in a team that'll be playing beyond this week in Mobile? Yeah, we're you know I think we're to the point where. We just play whoever's healthy. And if, if Brittany says, if our trainer says, 
Susie Smith can't play, then we just write down the, line, the best lineup we can without Susie Smith in it. And so, you know, hopefully we'll have all of our kids available. I, I, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I told, I told Maddie and I told, you know, the team like if you don't practice full practice, if you don't practice full practice today or tomorrow, then I don't expect you to play during the conference tournament. I, I want to see kids out there practicing. Mm-hmm today and tomorrow if they're going to play this weekend. We're not going to play players that can't practice. Um, and so we'll, we'll know a little more today who, who's out there and who's on the field. And, and in the morning, we'll, we'll have a morning practice tomorrow uh, before we leave uh, tomorrow afternoon to go to Mobile, and we'll see who's on the field tomorrow practicing. And then whoever's practicing, that's who we'll play, and, and that's who we'll win with. Um, so, you know, it's day to day. You know, Pisco's. I, I, Coast, I don't know. I'm hoping that you know her knee was really sore, and um, we're hoping it was just a strain. But we'll find that out here in this next 48 hours, and we'll know a lot more about where she'll be for the conference tournament. Here's another possibility. You know, will she be able to catch? You know, she might be able to run. She might be able to play, but we don't need to catch her. Um, so we'll find all those things out in the next 48 hours, but that's where we're at. I mean, we play, you know, you, you go back early in the year, Maddie Hayden's hitting 400 all year, first half of the year, she's 400 and then she goes down. That's, you know, that seems like that'd be a devastating injury, but what we did, we, we were able to just keep playing, you know, Rain O'Neill got hurt in the 12th game of the year. Your your most veteran, your most experienced player, your most proven player, and we just kept playing, and and so that's what we have to do. That's that's injuries are irrelevant. You just keep playing. The games don't stop. You expect to get injuries. We know we're going to have kids out. We're not going to have everyone go through the whole postseason without something getting banged up along the way. If we play as hard as we need to play, and uh, we'll just keep playing, and somebody else have to pick it up. And so I like that about this ball club. They're resilient enough that it just doesn't matter, and we just keep going. Have you had a season in your career, Coach, where you've had this many lineup changes due to due to the health of the team throughout a season? Yeah. Last year was the worst ever. I mean, last year was the worst injury-affected season we ever – I've ever been a part of. You know, we lost uh, O'Neal and – Roman for the season and Julie Rawls for a big part of the season. Um, There's just one after the other. Alderink was hurt. Um, everybody on the lineup at some point was gone or hurt, and it seemed like and it was really bad. And this year's really been less than that, but still, it doesn't seem as as significant because of we, what we went through last year. And people didn't realize it, but last year was a was a really injury affected season and we just couldn't get couldn't get um enough people healthy last year to, to just keep going but this this team has has just kept going and kept going and has enough depth and has enough talent to to win different ways that it's been once we learned how to win games then it's been really the injuries haven't been a factor uh, at least that's how I feel as a head coach. Rage Occasion head coach Jerry Glasgow, Rage Occasion softball coach, our guest. Um, a few players I want to I want to touch on, coach. 
Stormy uh, Kotselnik, she was just uh, outstanding in Monroe. I think two doubles, uh, two home runs, six RBI, and her defense. I mean, that, that line drive she caught uh, over there at third base, I think it was in the fourth inning of the first game on Saturday. She was just I, – I was, I was traveling this past weekend, um, and I was listening to the game, uh, Ian and, and Bobby on the call, and – I heard her name a lot, and it was usually uh, for something you know exciting that happened. Could you speak about her process? Having you know, I know she she grew up in the Midwest and then went to Washington for a year, redshirted, came down here. She's a raging Cajun, but what, where has she? I guess her journey from when she first arrived here to right now at this point in the season, playing the crucial role that she is for you guys. Yeah, you know, just an amazing athlete. It's. Stormy played first base this weekend most of the time. We played her second some. We played her third some. She's caught for us this year. You know, she could play shortstop if we need her to. She's an amazing athlete. And it's funny how, you know, there's a reason she was, she was number seven recruit in the country. She committed to Washington in the eighth grade. Um, and, you know, she came out of high school top 10 talent, talented kid. And and that was a huge pickup. When we got her, there's a reason. When I when she went on the portal and called me and told me she was on the portal, and I went straight to Florida. And I spent a week down there just, you know, there was a reason I did that because she's, she's good. <laughs> and I think sometimes you see all those, you know, you see a player like that when they walk on campus, coaches and everybody, you expect them to be something they aren't. You know, it's like you just you imagine this player going to be a certain way. And, and when you when Stormy got here, I don't it took a little while for people to understand how she plays the game, who she is, what she is. Um, the fierce competitor. I mean, she does things that you don't even you know, like if you look right now, she's got 28 extra base hits. She's got doubles. She's got triples. She got, I think she got six triples and eight home runs. And she's batting leadoff, and she's leading our team in RBIs. You know, people don't notice that. Yeah. Then you think, oh, she also stole twenty bases. But but the biggest thing she does for our ball club, in my opinion, like the number one thing she does when she walks the home plate as a leadoff hitter, she believes we're going to win the game. She believes we're the best team on the field. She walks the home plate with a swagger and a, um, you know, an attitude that that sends a message that you know we're raging Cajuns and we're here to we're here to win today, and we're going to beat you because we're better than you. That's that's how she walks the home plate. And man, I'm just a lucky coach to have a player like Stormy Kosnick in my dugout. And and every day she's here, I'm I'm just thankful and grateful and appreciative of that kid. You know, and you know, she's a special person. You know, yesterday at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my wife's getting a text message from Stormy Kotzenick, Happy Mother's Day, Miss Vicky, And uh, awesome. she's always worried about me because of Jerry Ann. You know, she's, from, from the very beginning, you know, she's been in my back pocket because of Jerry Ann. And, and so we go back a long ways. And we go back to when she was a little bitty girl, but she's grown up into a really special, special young lady. And 
here's the best part of all this. We got three more seasons with her. So I'm I'm just really appreciative of the effort of Stormy this season. She's an extremely hard worker behind the scenes. She's a kid that does things right off the field. She's so uh, mature uh, in her interaction with fans and very respectful of older people, senior citizens. Um, she's got a lot going for her. And she's she's also 18 years old and, and still learning little things. You know, she's, she's, you don't have to tell her something about one time and she's going to fix it. And she's as she's maturing, she's learning little things about the game. And it's fun to coach a kid that has that passion. They want to be good and they want to be good in every way. And when you tell them something that they need to fix, you know, early in the year we we had an example that she she would when she didn't think it was a strike, she'd look at the umpire and let him know she didn't think it was a strike. And you know, we explained to her one time. I had Justin go to home plate and say that don't help our team. That doesn't make that umpire call strikes for your pitcher or balls for your, balls for your hitters when you're staring down like that. Being a competitor that she is, and you never saw her do it again the whole season. But she wants to win, and she wants to do it the right way. So really lucky to have that kid in the Raging Cajun uniform. I appreciate you sharing all that, Coach. Great stuff. And um, one other player uh, to highlight, and, you know, she was she was great as well um, in this series, and she's also a freshman, uh, and that's Alexa Langley. As you know, uh, six of nine, I think, in the Monroe series, a pair of homers, a triple, four RBI, and a young lady out of Texas that – as a freshman this year, has certainly made her impact on the field for you guys. And um, her journey a little bit from maybe when you were recruiting her to now in this moment in the role she's playing for you guys. Yeah, she's she's just a special player. She's a hitter. She's always been a hitter. And, you know, people don't realize this, but she, she got hurt. She went through a major surgery on her leg and missed the high school season her senior year, and she missed last summer travel ball. So when she got here in the fall, we weren't seeing the same, you know, Alexa that we'd watched for years. And we didn't see it in the fall. And it took her a little bit. And she got that swagger back. And, uh, it, you know, hitters hit. Hitters always – if you're a great hitter when you're young, you're going to be a great hitter most likely when you're older. Uh, that that self-belief and inner confidence doesn't go away. And – She's always been a hitter, and she believes she's a hitter. So it took her just a little bit of time to get going, but now, especially this last month, you know, Cajun fans realize that they got one of the best young shortstops in the entire country, and and you know, I, I don't, I, I, you'd have a hard time to go find a freshman shortstop that played on the level that she has this year. And again, you're talking about a kid now with over 40 RBIs, double-digit home runs. Her batting average is up to 370, and she can pick it at short. Like she can play the game. She's a product of um, the Hot Shots, Nathan Nelson and Mel Dumasich. Give them I got a shout out to them because they've just done a great job with their team over there, and and we got some really good athletes out of that program that are not just good ball players, but good athletes, but they're smart, intelligent players and played the game so it's exciting another another great freshman piece coach jerry glasgow our guest raised cajun softball heading over to mobile for the sunbelt conference tournament 
They are the one C conference champs. Uh, they won the tournament last year, looking to do it again this year. 10 a.m. Wednesday morning, they'll take on the winner of ULM and Coastal Carolina. Um, Coach, very generic question, but I got to ask it. In your mind, what's the key to winning this thing and um, you know winning it the way you guys uh, are are the goal is? I know I know you win it by any by you know whether you have to go through the elimination bracket or, or not, but. I'm sure ideally you'd love to win, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and come home and get ready for that selection show. But in your mind, what's the what's the biggest key to accomplishing your goal this week in Mobile? Uh, the key to this whole, you know, to this team at this point of the season is having the maturity to stay focused. And that's what we, early in the year, couldn't, we, we weren't able to stay focused on what was important, which is, you know, doing whatever it takes at that moment to win each game. And, you know, when we get behind, we got to come back. If we get ahead, we got to keep scoring. We've got to pitch. We've got to play defense. We've got to run the bases aggressively, but not stupidly. And, you know, we've, we've learned how to do a lot of those things very well. And we just, now we got to keep, keep growing, keep getting better. And I think that's the key to the conference tournament is to, come out of it a better team than we enter it in. And it shouldn't be hard for this young team to do that. You know, the, the youth part helps in it. It allows us to get better fast and and grow up fast and get mature fast. And So I think pitching, I think this team may win a confident. I like the pitching staff. That's going to be the key if we can hold everybody to under, you know, Two runs, three runs. Our, our ERA for the season now is about two point, like two one. It's getting better. It's went way down since the middle part of the season, and um, you know I think we should expect to hold everybody. If we want, um, we need to hold under two runs. Um, so if you play four games and you you give up less than eight runs or even ten runs, you give up less than ten runs. In that eight, in that four game stretch, I think we'll have a really good chance to win. Offensively, we got to score. You know, we we've been averaging eight runs a game. We need to score five, six runs a game and keep that going. And and it doesn't matter if it's Lackey, it doesn't matter if it's Mullins, it doesn't matter if it's Johnson. Those are three really good pitchers that we know we're going to have to beat. We're going to have to beat some of those pitchers over that four game stretch, uh, three game stretch after day one. And you could get Beasley Polka in day one from Coastal Carolina, who's a really good pitcher. Clackley at ULM was a good pitcher. So you know you're going to see a good pitcher on day one, and then day two, three, and four, games two, three, and four. That's if you're in the winner's bracket. If you get in the loser bracket, it changes even more. But those next three games, you're going to see three really good arms, which is exciting because that will get us ready for the um, NCAA tournament. And I hope it plays out. And last year we got to the championship game against uh, South Al, and they didn't throw Lackey. They threw somebody else. We won the game like 16 to 3, 15 to 3. But it really hurt us, I thought, if they would have thrown Lackey at us, it would have really helped us to be prepared for that NCAA regional. So I'm hoping that we get to see Johnson, Mullins, and Lackey, uh, or any combination of those three, the last 21 innings. And uh, those three girls are, are good quality arms. I'm making all pitch in the SEC. They can all pitch in the Pac-12. We're lucky to have them in the Sun Belt. I'm, I'm really excited about getting to see our kids battle them. And uh, hopefully we can figure out a way to win those games 
you know, and and if we do, it's it, you should expect those games to be two to one, three two type games, and uh, not not uh, eight to nothing or ten to two games you see sometimes in some sub belt games. Those should be championship style games, NCAA tournament style games where the scores low and and close. And and when you get in those, you can lose them, but I'd like to. If we can play those kind of games and win them. That'd be a really good way to go into the NCAA tournament. Great stuff, Louisiana Raging Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Coach will uh, be airing all all the games from the tournament right here on ESPN Lafayette from Learfield. Uh, we'll be listening, watching, and uh, and look forward to talking to you next week after the tournament and looking ahead to wherever you guys go in the regional. But I know between now and then you got a lot of business to take care of. Safe travels. Always very much appreciate you taking the time on Monday mornings. All the best, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you guys. You got it. That is Louisiana Raging Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow.